There has been so much misinformation put out from some of these crazy Karens. Blah, blah, blah. Excuse me. <laughs> we have the mother. This is obviously the missing mother. And we have the child. And they just poof, disappeared. It was how he was not only going to kill me, but how he was going to kill my husband. And the race was on. You are listening to The Crime Files with Hustle Clown and Karen Gould. Good morning. It is, for us, a Tuesday. But when y'all hear this, it's going to be Friday. And Philip is out of town, actually out of the country. Um, and so I have two guests with me. I'm excited. One of y'all, y'all have heard before. But Charlie, my um, bro slash investigator, is joining us today. Good morning. How are y'all? And we also have Taylor, who is just cracking us up today um, with us. Taylor Hecker is what we introduced her last time as. But it's Taylor Green um, is her real name. Hey, how are you? <laughs> Actually, Hecker is my real name. But Hecker, okay, well, <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Hecker, don't be, don't be Taylor Hecker Green. <laughs> Um, anyways, it is, um, again, we're Tuesday, we're kind of busy today, actually, but we wanted to get this podcast recorded for y'all and, um, just talk a little bit today about different things we have going, um, just new programs that we've put together. And I wanted y'all to hear a little bit from Charlie. He's never, um, he's behind, what, what do we say? Behind the scenes of the podcast does all of our editing and different things of that nature. So he's tech, tech guy. Yeah, there you go. That's the best way to put it. Anyways, how are y'all feeling today? Oh, I'm really good. Oh, I, I can great. I can tell we're like really spunky over here. <laughs> These two are killing me today for I'm some e- reason. I'm excited. Just turned 35 yesterday, so I'm pumped up. Oh yeah, he did. Happy birthday. Mm-hmm. Happy birthday. You seem super excited. <laughs> hey, 35 is a good number. I'm not at 40 yet. <laughs> but true. you're climbing up. And then, of course, today is my beautiful, sweet nephew's birthday. That's right. That's right. The big six. Yep. All right. Well, you can tell they are so excited to be here It's today. probably not me. <laughs> and I wish y'all could be sitting in this office with us because Philip has been out. And he has been out for... Oh my goodness, what, eight days now? Eight mm-hmm. or nine days? Yeah. And so we're just having a ball around here. Getting work done. As always. Um, so one of the biggest things that we're going to start talking to y'all about is what it's like to work for Philip. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> Something different every day. <laughs> every day. <laughs> Every day we get something different, but, um, we have, it's funny because we have a lot of listeners that sit here and ask us, you know, or like even clients, like, what is it like to work for Philip or what is it like to work for your dad? Um, and so since we have two that are his children, um, which we get a lot of hate on from, from you outsiders. Um, and then one that doesn't, we claim her as family, but she's not, but you are. Yeah. But you're not. Definitely not. <laughs> so, 
we want to hear from you um, as well what it's like working here in a family business, um, number one, but also working for Philip who likes to, um, you know, put his foot down and a lot of things around here, which we love. We love. And then we hate. We hate. And then, you know, it is what it is. It is what it is. So um, anyway, so Charlie, tell us, what is it like working for a family business? Well, you got to have the patience for it, right? So um, when you when you when you ever decide you're going to go work for your family, you got to know when uh, when it's time to work and when it's time to do family time, and um, that's hard to do sometimes. So um, working for your father is uh, is pretty difficult, and you. Uh, you got to just take it with a grain of salt, really, and, 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 and get in there. And, and, and don't forget, we're just here to make money, right? So this is just a way to survive and, and make money and, 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 and be passionate about your job. So, uh, you know, we, we all fight all the time. I always say that it would be funny to have a reality show here because we literally will... Like, and we're all passionate about our cases. So we can literally sit here and fight about a case that has nothing to do with family side of it. And then we can sit here and fight about family side of it that has nothing to do with the case. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll have dragged down fights about cases and what we believe and what we think needs to be done next. Or And, uh, and of course, you know, Philip's always the, uh, the boss, so we kind of got to follow him. But... Uh, we like to, we like to, we like to butt heads, butt heads and, and decide, yeah, butt heads. And we like to, we like to put our foot down and say, Hey, this is what needs to go next. Or this is what we need to do. Or we don't need to do that. And we, uh, you know, and uh, a lot of times it'll all come together in the end, but it's, uh, it can be challenging. One of the, your interview questions, Charlie was, how do you feel about yelling? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. When you interviewed with us, uh-huh. we did because that when we bring somebody in to work with us, we want them to know what they're walking into and you're walking into a shit show ultimately. I mean, and that may be misconstrued by An organized shit show. Okay. Probably see, say that. Perfect. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are very organized. That's for sure. Um, but you're right. You, the thing is, is that you're walking into a family business. And so we have to incorporate our questions to reflect that. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. When we go to interview a new investigator, or secretary, whatever the case may be, one of our biggest questions is, is do you get offended by people yelling? <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that's funny because that's probably not asked anywhere else. <laughs> no, I've never been asked that. <laughs> and you've worked for family businesses before, right? Oh, yeah. So you... I knew. So tell yeah. us your experience with working for us versus working for other um, family businesses. What's the uh, biggest difference? Uh, the biggest difference yes. is the yelling. <laughs> Y'all arguing all the time. And it doesn't even have to do with work sometimes. It's just family arguing. Or over a printer. Or we over we a like printer. to argue over printers not yeah. working. Right. And whose fault that could be. Yeah. And then I start yelling because y'all are annoying as hell sometimes. So. <laughs> oh, gee, tell us how you really feel, honey. <laughs> I'm leaving. <laughs> I've worked for a family business before, too, and it's not far from this. You know, I worked 
for a, fa a family business around this area, and, and, and it was the same way. The, the father owned the company, and the son and the daughter worked for the company. And uh, I tell you what, when you get in the middle of those three yelling at each other, it is like riding a bull for eight seconds. Oh, and then y'all ask me, well, did I say this? Or you put me in the middle. <laughs> I don't want to be in it. Did you hear this? <laughs> is this what was said? <laughs> Taylor, back me up. I'm going to go with what your dad says because he signs my checks. So. Well, we <laughs> a, <laughs> Hell no. We need a referee every now and then. So. Okay, I'll give the truth every now and then, but ultimately. Yeah. I well, and so since the last time our listeners have heard from you, Taylor, you were, I guess it was probably a year ago now. I mm -hmm. think maybe even over a year ago. And um, you, at the time, were administrative assistant to Philip and just secretarial type stuff here. But since um, then, you have been promoted to investigator. Mm -hmm. And you work under and closely with Charlie and all the investigative work. And so um, tell us what and how are you liking being an investigator now versus how you started here? Um. <clears throat> When I first started, that was like really interesting to me. I kind of, that's what, that was my main goal is to be an investigator. Um, I actually do love it, even though it is very boring sometimes. Yeah. The surveillance, it kills me. I, I, surveillance is not my strong suit. Yeah. You just sit there. At all. For hours. Waiting. I would rather be going and going. But Charlie over mm -hmm. here, don't you love surveillance? I love it. Well, you have a whole... TV in your car. <laughs> well, not not necessarily yeah. just the TV, yeah, but it's quiet time. But oh, yeah. I'll tell you like this: everybody always asks me, "Hey, what is it like being an investigator?" I've always wanted to be one, and I tell them, "If you like deer hunting, you'll like being an investigator because you sit for a long, 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 long time for that 15 minutes of fame." And then, uh, you know, you get that every, every few times or you might not get it at all, you know, and, um, but it's just like deer hunting. You might see something, you might not. And, uh, but when you do, you just get pumped, that heart gets to pumping and, and you get that camera out and you start videoing and, and, and you'll get, you know, you'll get, you'll get good things, you know, but, um, uh, being an investigator is literally, um, just like deer hunting. Yep. And it's, um, I remember when I started out, I got put on this super boring surveillance. I ended up getting what we needed, but I sat in the middle of a bunch of trees, literally, I think for four hours. <laughs> and I remember walking away from that case being like, this is the most boring <laughs> thing I have done in quite a long time. Yeah. But, you know, there's other types of investigations. What have you found, Taylor, to be your favorite type of investigation? Uh, the recent one I just did that I'm not going to mention, but it was a lot of research. And oddly enough, I found that more interesting than doing surveillance. Okay. All right. What about you, Charlie? What's been your um, best investigation lately? Uh, ooh, lately. Um, or within the last year. Yeah. I haven't had any real good ones lately, really. Um, I don't know, man. Just, just this year probably hadn't had the best investigations, but I've had a few good ones. I've had some where um, it's fun when you you catch someone every time you go out, and 
I had this one that I worked well, probably two, three years ago, and man, we caught them every single time we went out and watched them. I mean, the, it was almost to the point where they weren't even being secretive about it anymore. And when you when you when you get a good one like that, um, you can literally, it's fun. That's when you have fun doing your job. You know, I think it's um, interesting because there's a lot of people that say, I mean, we have clients that will call up here and ask for updates and, you know, expect there to be an update in cases. And I think you bring a good point that, you know, a lot like sitting in a deer stand, you're not always going to get everything that somebody hires you to get. Um, It's going to take time. It's going to take weeks. It's not an overnight thing. It's not something that is just done in an instant. Right. And so I think, um, you know, the one number one question that I get a lot is, like you said, what, what is it like to be an investigator? What, what do you love? What do you not love? And I think that's where all of our niches come in. Like I personally like the missing children, missing persons, um, research, child custody cases, whereas my likes are different than y'all's. Right, but mm-hmm. so you know that's that's our that's I think we all love missing children cases because it is rewarding in the end more than you know a, a, a divorce case going you know watch something like that you know but when you when you're working on trying to find a human being and you find it or you find them or you figure it out or you know you come close. That's just way more rewarding than your everyday, everyday investigation like we do locally here in, in Nederland. But um, I tell you what, I like a good workers' comp case. Um, workers' comp cases are, are fun, especially when you catch them, you know, mowing the yard. I feel like you always catch them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And personal yeah. injury cases, which is right. a version of workers', workers comp, comp cases. Comp. You know, we get a lot of those, a lot of them, recently a lot. And you're right. Every single time, you pretty much get what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, you do. And it's... uh, Surprising how many people fake injuries just to get that. Well, you know, let's talk about workers' comp a little bit here. Personal injury, you know. There's a fine line between uh, hurting and not being able to do anything. And then you still got to get your everyday needs done, right? So... um, I always put that in a, in a report, you know, Hey, look, they're mowing the yard, uh, and, and they're supposed to have a broken arm, right. And they're pushing the lawnmower. Well, that's a little, you know, you're, you're, you know, you're trying to get away with it on that one, but Hey, if you're carrying your groceries inside, cause you went to the grocery store, that's an everyday need you gotta do. Right. I mean, we still, yeah. we still have to put that down, but, um, you know, if they're favoring one arm than the other, you know, I put that in the report. Because people still got to do your everyday needs, right? You, you can't just lay in uh, I guess you can lay in bed all day and do nothing. But Have somebody do it for you. I guess. <laughs> you know, but, yeah. Um, well, those are good cases. They're, they're interesting. They're all different. Every single one, even though the, the gist of it's the same, the circumstances are always different. So I think that that's interesting Yeah. when it comes from case to case. Well, the other thing that I wanted to ask both of you, because it's my most asked question amongst peers, friends, uh, strangers, when it comes to being an investigator, what is it like being an investigator from a small town area versus like, let's say big city Houston? 
And I know that all three of us live in different cities. So we see different people and we have, Ooh, excuse me. We have different friends. So I am interested to see what, um, y'all's take is and what feedback you get when somebody asks you, well, what it's like to be a private investigator in your hometown and go. <laughs> I'll go. Okay. Well, so, you know, as an investigator, you, you can't work a job. Your firm can take the job, but you can't work a job uh, with one of your, you know, I would say friends or acquaintances. And it's happened before. And I just simply say, you know, we're going to have to give that to another investigator because that's, you know, conflict of interest. I know this person and I know him decently. And, and, and you know, I, I talk to him every now and then, you know, if it may be once a week or once a month, I still talk to this person. Right. So, you know, you, you got to be careful on that. Um, but as for the gossip part of it, I mean, on my part, mm, no. No. You don't see it as much. No. But you're also a guy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so right. I feel like that's a little different. Yeah, we don't we don't sit in the corner and talk and chirp our mouse like you women do, mm. you know. Uh-huh. So um but then again, you know, hey, hey, hey. We might know something you don't. Well, and I think that's what is so funny is that you sit here and say like the gossip side of it, not so much that we sit here and gossip because as investigators, that would not be even remotely okay, right? To sit here and right. gossip with somebody about any Well, not of, about the case. I always say I'm nosy. I just want to know. You just want to know what's mm-hmm. happening. Yeah. And I know a lot now <laughs> about people around this town. And so that's one thing is that sometimes being from small towns, we know too much. Mm-hmm. Even if we're not hired on a case and we still know information or we know what's going on mm-hmm. then let's say i don't know in one case we had like it was a month later and we got hired for something we were told about a month before right yeah it happens all the time and so there are i mean definitely being from a small town there are different there are perks to investigations in small towns mm-hmm. but then there's also difficulties right well, yeah. i have experience. a lot of people message me on facebook now asking if i can help them yeah. Just randomly. Can you find this person? Or I'm going through a divorce. Someone's cheating. And I'm like, I can't. You're going to have to call our firm. I can't just help you. Personally. Yeah. You can't just do it. There's there's a process. There's mm-hmm. contracts. There's retainer fees. There's all these things that go into yeah, hiring somebody. I have mm-hmm. friends call all the time. They're like, hey, can you run this license plate? Yeah. All the time. And I'm like, can you look up my ex? On, no, I can't. I want to. <laughs> <laughs> And I might, but, <laughs> but I'm not going to give you that information. Yeah. <laughs> what are we missing here? What, what's really going on? Need to know basis. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I think that, you know, overall to answer the, the most asked about question is, you know, or that I get at least, um, I do think that there's a time and there's a place for discussions and there's a time and a place for people to you know, or it, when you obtain information, what you do with that information, um, if anything ever. But I always say knowledge is power. The more you know, and the more you keep in your back pocket, you never know when you're going to need it one day. And I think that, you know, that rings true in any, anything really, but specifically when it comes to investigations and knowledge. Right. 
So yeah. I get that. Yeah, the more you know, the more you educate yourself, and better way you can have outcomes of your case. Yep. Yeah. That's right. Or just people in general here. You know who to stay away from now. Yeah. yeah. Especially dating. Up. <laughs> oh, yeah. She's our single one over here. <laughs> You've looked up some yeah. people for me. I think it's so funny. Let's touch we, on that for just a moment. We gotta pull the reins on her sometimes. We're, we're going to touch on that. She walks in one day. I'm telling the story. Okay. Kill me later. Okay. She walks into my office one day and she's like, Caroline, I need you to run this person. She goes, I don't think there's anything wrong, but I just, I, I just need you to do this for me so I can have, I don't even know if, I think you said like a peace of mind or mm-hmm. something. And then, and then she, she turns around and she goes, no, actually don't do it. Don't do it. And I'm like, well, you, I'm going to do it now because you're asking for a reason, right? I want to know why you even asked me in the first place. <laughs> so my nosy self, I'm like, okay, fine. I won't do it. Well, I ended up doing it. And I run this, I run, uh, just for criminal. I mean, usually if I'm going to run somebody, you know, here in this office, um, we have to know who we're around sometimes. I mean, it's just part of the job. You never know, especially with, you know, Philip and some of the things he's involved in. And then the things that, you know, as his children that we've been involved in, I, you always have to know who you're around. Anyways, long story short, I do a little quick criminal check on this guy. And let me tell you, I looked at her and I said, absolutely, excuse my language, fucking not. Because his criminal history, no, ma'am. Mm-mm. Nope, not happening. I stopped talking to him that day. I did. <laughs> oh, praise the Lord. <laughs> I knew better. Did you, though? I did. Yes. <laughs> that okay. one, I did. <laughs> See, there was, there was no attachment there. There was a reason that you sent him, or that you came in and asked me to do it initially. Right. I mean, now I will give her credit. She she really tried to get me not to. And I said, nope, I'm going to do it. <laughs> so, anyways, we, uh, we do fun fun things like that. <laughs> With me. <laughs> Apparently. Well, we do have to keep the reins on you sometimes. You know, I make life fun. I don't have to tell you. <laughs> Boy, ain't that the truth. <laughs> I, can't, I can't even get my words out. You're so right. I brighten this place up. Yes, you do. A little ray of sunshine over there. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, um, we have a few other things that we wanted to tell you about or educate you about or just tell our listeners a little bit about what's going on over here as Philip um, well, is taking more of yeah. steps back sure. um, from the office, from the company. And man, I think he's getting ready to retire. I don't know what our listeners would think about that. Well, we, he won't retire from the podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> I hope not because he is way more louder than you are over here. Well, Okay, then. Full of energy. Always. Always. Um, so we have some new programs that we have put together here at Klein Investigations. Um, well, we, well, let's talk about how times are changing first, you know. Yeah, you're right. Um, you know, times are changing in, in, in our younger generation that's coming up. And um, we... Uh, we got to stick with the times, you know, investigations are changing 
and uh, the different different ways of investigation are changing. Social media is such a, a big thing now, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter, and um, a couple of these programs we've put together now are directed towards that uh, to help our community, um, not just here. It could be all over, right? Yep. And All um, over Texas. Yep. So we've got to change with the times and um, change how we investigate and... and uh, so we're going to put together some new, we, we have put together some new programs and we are just now coming out with them. I think we launched them like a week ago. Yeah. And I mean, to touch on what you just said, you know, one of the main things that I know you and I have talked about is how it, back in the past, there used to be a lot of divorce cases, sure. right? There's a lot of people that they would assume that their significant other is cheating. And it was solely, I want you to catch them cheating so that I can move forward with a divorce. And Charlie has educated me now that a lot of this generation, this newer generation coming up, I don't even know, what do you call the generation? Generation, Gen Z, is that what it is? Gen Z, maybe a little bit of Gen X, I don't know. That now they don't really care. No. You know, there's a lot of people in open relationships. Well, yep. that and you can catch someone so easily now yeah, on your with, phone yeah, with the with, technology that's yeah. out. Yeah, I mean, what they got the uh, Apple Air Tags. That seems like one of the biggest things now. That these people, you know, they're just putting Air Tags in people's cars and, and their significant others or uh, their children's, whatever the case may be. They're just putting it in their in their cars or in on their person. I mean, it's small. You, pretty easy to hide one from what i understand so that, you know a lot of people share their location now yeah location sharing and if people, you turn yeah. it off you can see that i mean that's a big yeah, yeah i mean right, there. right i'll just be the first to admit it i follow well i don't follow charlie because no he is me. not <laughs> with the apple products nah, it doesn't matter but you won't be following me nowhere i i mean everybody else in our family shares the, their locations um and it started when our younger siblings were in college, and that was a safety measure that our sister wanted to put in place. And so, you know, there's things as far as that goes. And so we do location sharing, but you're right. A lot of people, there's technology has made it so easy, mm-hmm. so easy. I can't tell you how many car sweeps we've done over the past two years. And we've I've, I've found so many tracking devices on cars usually. We, we've been doing uh, uh, car sweeps for the longest time, house sweeps, car sweeps, and we would very rarely find one. Um, the technology on them now, they have gotten to where they're so small, they're so easily accessible. You can go on the internet and buy one, um, and they're just as good as the professional ones we have, and uh, they throw them in their cars. And I've, I mean, I've found probably... I don't know, anywhere between 8 to 15 the past year and a half, two years. And just to touch on that, you know, it is illegal. If you don't own the car or if you don't own um, the home and you are found, your tracker has been in either the car or the home, that is illegal. And so we are finding that even as far as exes, yeah, um, different type of relationship situations yeah right if your name's not on the title or co-signer or anywhere on the paperwork it is illegal now if your name's on the paperwork and you want a tracker put on there 
give us a call. We'll put one on there for you. Yep. We offer that as a service. We do um, car sweeps, house sweeps, computer sweeps, home sweeps. I mean, yeah. Yeah, that's what I said. Phone car, sweeps? Phone. phone. That's what I was missing. Um, so we do all of those. Now we, and, well, let's touch on phone sweeps a little bit. Because yeah. There's a big misconception of recovering data on a phone, right? So a phone is basically just a piece of equipment that holds data and you can call out on it, right? And so let's say, for instance, you take uh, 35 pictures today because you're at a concert or something and then you go in and you delete 30 of them because you didn't like the pictures. Well, they really aren't deleted off of your phone. They just go to a deleted source on your phone, right? But tomorrow you take 10 more pictures. Well, the new pictures you've taken might use your available space or your deleted space. So everybody thinks, well, oh, just because they deleted it, you can recover it. Yes and no. When you take when you when you download something new or you take a new picture, it's gonna use space again. And the phone decides where it wants to use that space. So it can be from the the space that was never used, or it could be from the deleted space. So we have a lot of people come in here sometimes and they want to get deleted information off of a phone. And we pull up, for instance, we'll pull up pull up a conversation that they had that was deleted and they couldn't see it but it's missing text in it. That's because when the new text came in, it might have taken that little bit of spot where that text was, and now that text is gone permanently. Yeah, and I think that's a big misconception because I can't tell you how many people will call up here or even call us personally, even people we know. And they're like, hey, we need, we're in this situation, we need this phone downloaded, what can you do? And I always say it's a hit or miss at this point. I mean, I can't guarantee that the information you're looking for is going to come back. All right. Yeah. Yeah, right. Because they're asking, well, I need to know this exact conversation with this exact person. Right. And that's happened. You know, we'll get parts and pieces of that conversation. They're like, well, where is, where's the rest of the conversation? Well, this is how it works. You know, the phone takes up storage and it could take from the deleted storage or it could take from the storage that hasn't been used yet at all. Yep. So I, th- I think it's important to always keep that in mind if you're ever wanting to have a phone sweep or even if you're wanting to get if you're an investigator that wants to get into doing um, the what do we call it? The tri sweep phones, homes, cars, um, businesses, you know, there are certain things that we just can't guarantee. So. Right. And, and there's a great company out of Tennessee that um, does phone extractions, um, and, and they have a very good program for it. Um, it's, it's costly. It costs a lot of money to have it, to have it done, but, um, and they do really good education. So you can read up on it. What is the name of that company? Do you remember? You know, I don't have it, but we'll have to, um, after we finish the podcast, we'll, um, put it on to when we release this episode, we'll let y'all know what the, name of the company is and um, give you all that information, but they are, they, I think they've been at our tally conferences before they've done training for tally, um, which is the Texas association of licensed investigators. Um, And so that's, you know, they're a great program to work with whenever you need to have a phone done like that. So, well, 
Let's talk about these new programs. All right. So, um, myself, with the help of these two lovely people here, have um, helped put some new programs together. Um, I'm going to start with our older one, which Taylor and I have actually done a podcast on, um, and we've talked about, is Camp Klein Supervisions. Um, I want to be very clear in this part because I've, you know, it's been brought to my attention um, from some of the haters, no named haters on this episode, um, that Camp Klein is not a real company, that it is not a real thing, that we don't have insurance to cover us and that we don't have the things set up to do this type of service. So I want to go over very specifically um, how we have this laid out. So Camp Klein is a DBA Mm -hmm. of Klein Investments Incorporated. Klein Investigations and Consulting is a DBA of Klein Investments Incorporated. So they both fall under Klein Investments. Um, It is a portion of our company. It's a program, really, um, of our company that we set up for child custody supervisions, meaning that a judge has ordered that a parent or a guardian must have supervised visitations with their child or children. We do those here in our office, and we also do those out in the public. Um, Myself and Taylor are um, supervisors. We are both, uh, and Charlie actually is a supervisor as well, and also a part of the Supervised Visitation Network, which is a national network here in the USA. Um, That is where our training comes from. That is where our templates come from. That is where we get the vast majority of everything we do in this program. Um, We are insured. We are insured to um, transport children. We have car seats of all sizes. And um, we have a very strict program in place for um, these parents and and the judges here um, use us quite often in order to make sure there's safe space for these children to visit with their loved ones. So, um, Taylor. Yes. Tell us a little bit about your experience with Camp Klein and just a little bit about, um, I know we've already kind of talked and have a podcast on it, but I wanted to give you a chance to speak on it. Um, I actually love that program. It's probably my favorite thing here because uh, I love children. But um, yeah, it's been some crazy times. <laughs> some things have happened during it. <laughs> so it's uh, entertaining, but it's very rewarding because you know, these children get to be with their family members that they don't get to see very often. Yeah, we get a lot of parents that will come back to us after they've graduated up um, to non-supervised visitations. And they'll, you know, thank us for being there for them and their children, um, whether it's custodial parents or non-custodial parents. Um, We have some non-custodial parents that will, I mean, I'm sorry, we have some parents that are custodial that will call us back and just be like, Hey, our kids were talking about you the other day or our child Mm -hmm. wanted us to reach out and tell you hello. And that, you know, they would love to see you. And, you know, we, there's a fine line and connecting back with those children once they graduate from here. But, um, you know, we always, it's kind of like when you find a missing child, we always leave the door open for them to come and ask us questions as needed. Um, once they're found or once they've graduated, we're always here. We're always open and we will have discussions when they're at an older age and they have the questions because those questions always come back. Right. So, 
Um, anyways, that's a little bit about Camp Klein. Um, we do have uh, personal protection officers that um, can assist on the visitations as uh, on an as-needed basis based off of the circumstances. So we really do have a great program set up um, that's different, in my opinion, very different than any of the other supervised visitation programs in our area. So Yeah, didn't you get most of your ideas and, 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 and procedures and talked with a gentleman from Austin that... Um, from College Station. College yeah. Station, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has a facility, uh, what, like 15 rooms? Yeah, he does. And I think um, I really collaborated with him um, during COVID. It's really when I focused on trying to revamp this program to make it um, bigger and to be able to accept more. And so he was very great. Uh, he's a fellow investigator. He's also, I believe, a, a sheriff deputy in um, the county up there that he's from. And so um, we were able to talk and discuss, and he's got a great setup. Um, I think he solely does that now and then does, like, the sheriff deputy reserve just mm-hmm. as needed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it's a new thing. It's it's a lot of people have asked. Well, a lot of people don't understand it. Why? Exactly. Yeah, why, why would you need this? And, and, and most of that, is, a lot of that's the parent that has to have the supervision. And look. You know, I, we know it's not a great situation and we want, you know, we want you to be able to go uh, be with your kid without being supervised. That's the whole point of this. You know, um, we're here to, to help help that along. Yes. Know? And we don't ever judge. That's one of the things the parents are always worried about us judging them for why they're here. Yes. And I, that in, in the intakes, I always get that as like one of the number one things that's asked. Well, I just don't want you to judge me of the reason that I'm here. Mm-hmm. Look, we don't judge. We don't, I mean, we care. I don't mm-hmm. want to say we don't care. We do care. We care about all parties involved. We care about the children. But on the flip side of that, I don't care what brought you here. I just want you to leave here in a better position, in a better place, in a better circumstance with your children and with the other parents situation as well. What can we do to help foster, which is why through this program, we also offer welfare checks, um, monitored phone calls. Um, We even do reunifications. And I personally have done two that really stand out to me right now, um, reunifications between parents that hadn't seen their kid, you know, nine or 10 years or found out they just had a kid and they have to be reunited. Um, and our reunifications are different than counseling reunifications. Although I do have a counseling, a master's in counseling and development, um, I do take a counseling approach, but, uh, but overall our reunifications are very different when it comes to that. So it's really about experience. Um, Our experience is going to be different than somebody else's experience here. Um, And so we really want to make sure that all parties are getting the most effective service. Right. Right. So um, anyways, if you want more information about Camp Klein Supervisions, you can reach out to me um, through our page. You can find us on Facebook. Um, it's called Camp Klein Supervisions on Facebook. And I do release there. Um, Taylor helps me monitor it, but we release things like, for instance, if your court order is every first, third, and fifth Friday following the first, or Saturday following the first, third, and fifth Fridays, you know, we'll post on there, hey, 
It's the fifth Friday of the month. And next month is the first, you know, Friday of the week or the, I mean, first Friday of the month. So you have back-to-back supervision. So we put little reminders out there to help guide those non-custodial parents that, you know, maybe don't really know what they're doing or trying to get used to a new schedule. Um, We're very, I, not we, I am very, um, I'm a, I am, I don't even know how to put this, but I'm a stickler for responsibility. It's your responsibility to make your appointments. It's your responsibility to pay to see, to see your child. I'm not here to make you, I'm not going to sit here and force you to have a relationship. It's your responsibility to do that. But I will do whatever else it takes to make the process easy enough for you and comfortable. So um, check us out on Facebook for that. And our next program, Charlie, I'm going to let you introduce this. Uh, okay. Well, we're starting a new program and it's called Safe Space. Together. Space. <laughs> <laughs> Safe Space Together. And so this is where times have changed and we really need to keep up with the times. And we'll start out with saying, um, uh, introducing this program it is a program where um, schools businesses daycares um, churches churches uh, any platform that carries a large amount of people um, can come to us and say hey we need you to monitor our social media and that is not their personal social social media page uh, this is social media of their employees or their children going to that school, and um, it's a it's a it's going to be a program to where um, we can help um, stop a something from happening in this, a potential in the, disaster. Uh, yeah, a potential disaster or. Um, um, uh, you know, or a, 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 uh, anything that could harm your business or your school. So for example, let's give an example of this, because I think it, it, I've had a lot of questions on, okay, well, what exactly does that mean? So right. I'm going to bring up an example. Uh, two of our kids go to the same school. Um, we love the director. She is, she has all the safety measures. She's consulted with me before, you know, Hey, what do you think about this or blah, blah, blah. Okay. So we're going to use our kids school and, um, I will apologize (laughs) to the director for using this as an example, not in a bad way, but I should have warned her that I was going to do this. Um, anyways, so for instance, when he says, um, the, the social media, the, Uh, And what's the word that we are using? The social media um, threat level, I guess. Yeah. The the threat level of. um, Well, I guess we should say what what we're actually what it actually does, right? So what we will be doing is we will be searching social media for your school. That's anybody that's in your school. Um. So for instance, with this Mother's Day or this daycare that with with um, this daycare Mother's Day out that we go to, we will search the individuals at this school uh, by hashtag the school's name or um, just the people we know that go there um, and so on and so on. 
because you know nowadays when you when you when you take a picture you're hashtagging whatever you're doing right um and that's a large large thing so um we'll go in and we'll 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 do a social media search once a week for your business or or this daycare this school that'll include your employees that'll include your um, families that there's any concern about that'll include the school itself anything attached to the school whether it's um a bigger ISD, whether it's a uh, church, whether it's whatever the case is, anything ran out of there, all through hashtags and all social media platforms. Right. And so, um, and then, and, and then, so if you have a concerned child, um, for instance, you can, you, you will send that to us and we will do a dossier on that child and their family. And let's say you have a child that, came to school and, and started a huge fight. Um, and, and so we need, we need to assess to see if this is going to continue. Um, if this child is troubled and this is not just for the protection of your school, your daycare, your business. This is also to help that individual if they need help. Right? So yep. if you have a troubled child, he needs to get help. And sometimes it is hard for them to, come out and say or sometimes 90 probably percent of the time it's hard for a child to come out and say hey i need help yeah you know so and, and how they express that now is on social media and, and in depth there's there's so many uh different different um, platforms well different platforms but there's so many different ways that childs reach out now maybe posting a picture or um, oh, what's the word called for like uh, BRB? What do you call those? The the uh, um, when you say like BRB or talk to you later, TTYL or oh yeah, uh, the acronyms. The acronyms. So mm-hmm. there's so many acronyms that um are out there that like BRB is be right back. But there's acronyms for children that need help, and they actually put it out there. Like there's one for. I'm going to kill myself and, or, or, um, you know, multiple different acronyms that, that or are I'm just sharing a bunch of memes, like, memes, or quotes, yeah. quotes like it could be really all depressing kinds of stuff. And, yeah. Yeah. So we want to make sure that this child gets help. We want to protect your school, your business. Uh, and, and we want to make sure this child gets help. Um, and that's one of the big parts of this, this, this safe space together is, being able to uh, figure out what one of your children need, or one of you, it could be your CEO of your company. You know, we, we want to make sure that your business is protected and that person gets help. Yes. And I think um, to touch a little bit on what Charlie was saying there, kids, like for instance, the thing that comes to mind now for me the most is the whole scrunchie. The different scrunchy color, different colors of scrunchies mean different things, and the boys wear them and the girls wear them, and but they all mean different types of things. Um, not all sexual natured. There's they wear scrunchies for other types of different things, and so staying up with the times um, as as time goes on and as trends come and go, that's our job. And so implementing that with the safe space together will allow someone. Um, outside of your company, outside of your school, outside of your daycare, outside of whatever your, your church, whatever it may be, um, that is 
taking on the responsibility of doing all of that for you. And so um, one of the other great aspects of it is doing infiltrations into the businesses. Right. Well, let's let, well, I'm going to give another example. Okay. So um, we have another company that, that does this, that I've done research with and talked to and, and um, in their area. And here's an example of um, how it works for the threat level, right? So you have green, non-threat, yellow, we need to watch, red, we need to remove. Um, so there was a, there was a kid that posted a picture uh, of a gun and on social media and said, you're next, right? And it was brought to the school's attention. Uh, well, he hadn't, com- he hadn't done anything wrong, right? To be arrested or to that sort or, or, or be removed, right? Because it's so broad. So what, they, what we do is we go in and we search uh, this kid's social media. We take the picture and we, we, we dissect the picture. And when I say we dissect the picture, we take the picture and we do a search on the Internet and see if that picture's ever been posted before. Well, lo and behold, this picture has been posted 18 times on the Internet. So we know this kid just took a picture off the Internet and said that. Right, so he moves to yellow because there's obviously something wrong with this child and we need to address the situation with the school and figure out what's going on. And then another example is we have another kid that posted a picture of a knife and he said, I'm going to stab him today. And we did the same thing. We will dissect that picture and that we find out that that picture and his social media and we find out that picture has never been posted before. So that throws up a red flag that could be, he, he could actually have a knife. He moves to red immediately and needs to be taken out of the situation and talked to. Right. So it's a good program for us to help our community. And to be safer in general all that, around. Right. And we want, you know, we both have kids. We, well, we all have kids, all three of us sitting here. Um, and so for me, it's important to instill safety measures when they're young and, pre- and help prevent some of these situations as they get older in middle school, high school, and even as adults in college. Um, you know, these are all things that when we developed this program, we had our kids in mind and we had the circumstances that they are coming into, um, in life in mind as well. Yeah. So, um, I don't know about you, but when I sit here and I think, and I guess one of the thoughts are in this program that we created, we have a lot of school shootings. We have a lot of, um, bomb threats, uh, just in, in the, in the U S as a whole, I'm not saying here in our cities, but I'm saying just in general, um, And one of the main things in mind was, how do we know that our kids are safe in their environment and not test that out? Like, I want to know a thousand percent that the school I send my children to, okay, they know what to do in in an emergency. I know they have drills. I know they have 
you know, your basic TEA rules and regulations they have to put in place to have to, you know, to do those drills and have them done monthly or bi-monthly or whatever it is. Sure. Um, but that this is another aspect of our program that we've put together. Mm-hmm. And so touch on that a little bit about what we can come in to your business, your church, your school and do. Sure. Well, there's two parts of this, right? So we can come into your church, your business, and we can do an assessment of your security. Um, and, and God, 20 years ago, we didn't, we didn't, we didn't have to worry about this. Right. But now it's just a whole different world. So we'll come in and we'll assess your security, your egress of your doors and how secure it is, your procedures of when something does happen. And, and I know schools have to follow the TEA, you know, guidelines and stuff. Mm-hmm. So this could be more for businesses. Um, but we'll come in and assess all that, and we will tell you what you're doing right, what you're doing wrong, uh, what we think you need to change. Um, and we, we do this. We've been doing this part of it for a while. People do um, have hired us multiple times to come in, mostly for their house, sometimes for their businesses. Um, but people want to know what you know a good security measure for their house. Um but now we're going to open it up to large businesses. We want to come in and, and help you. Well, and small businesses too. Well, I mean, yeah, small businesses. In general. But in general, we want, we want to come in and help you be the safest, have the safest work environment for your customers uh, and for your employees and for you yourself to protect your business. Yep. And so whenever, um, and so basically what I wanted to get at is that, you know, you can have us part of the packages. Um, we not only will we walk through your business, um, which Charlie just stated, we'll give our recommendations. We'll do all of that, but we also will, um, attempt somebody, um, will attempt to even infiltrate that business and see. Well, that's the second part. Okay. So, so we, well, you, you can also hire us and we'll give you a, a, a 30 to 90 day period where we're going to infiltrate your business. Uh, we're going to try to get in. We're going to try to get into your internet. We're going to try to get in and see if we can get email files. We're going to get past your security. And then that way, you know, hey, this is where I this I need to fix this. Yeah, like what you have in place is not working. It's not strong enough. And so you need to up that, whatever that looks like, whether it's cyber or whether it's actually in person, you know. Person security or so on, you know. Um, that's, that's going to be for a larger business. It could be for schools, but, um, you know, you want to make sure that your business is locked down. Yep. Or that your teachers and your daycare know, or your daycare workers know what they should do if somebody walks in their business and tries to take one of their children. Right. Just, just a random person walking in and saying, Hey, uh, Joe blows my kid. Uh, I'm, I'm uncle Charlie. You know, mm-hmm. I'm here to pick them up. I'm here to pick them up. Their mommy said I could. Yeah. You know, what, what do you have in place? And is what you have in place, like it may be, maybe a director that has something in place and they have rules and regulations. Did your employee follow that? Did your employee let this child go without following the procedures that you do have in place? I mean, right. you need to know what 
employees are capable of and you're right under your nose. Right. So um, this program really is a good, it's a good program um, to test those boundaries and push those boundaries um, to make sure that what you have in place is working. If it's not working, what you need to fix and what we need to do to expand that and help whatever that looks like. Right. And then the last part of, of, of this, um, of this new, um, new program we're doing, we, we, we are also offering, uh, security towers, um, but you, you should start seeing them pop up more more often. You'll see them in the Houston area, but around here they're starting to pop up. And, and basically that's just security of your building. And how it works is we come set up a tower. Um, it has 24-hour surveillance. And uh, it goes to a call center, and that call center dispatches your local PD or your local sheriff's department to come out when there's an issue. Um, you'll you see them popping up at, at Lowe's and, and uh, I think what you saw one somewhere. I saw one at Kroger the Kroger other day. Kroger the other day. Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny. I've been shopping there for forever. I mean, however old I am, I've been, Kroger's been the number one consistent place around here. And um, anyways, recently, like within the last year, I kept wondering what on earth is that? Couldn't mm-hmm. figure it out. Yeah. Um, but now we know, and um, that's just an example. If any locals that go to Kroger's and see that, um, that's 24 hour surveillance. And so we're offering um, that as well with our security package um, in space, safe space together. Um, and then if you're interested in any of these uh, programs or want more information, we have flyers for both. Um, and we're going to start releasing little videos uh, for Safe Space Together that breaks down each thing and gives examples and um, really explains it. Um, if you are interested in a consult, we do free consults for these. Um, and we have a PowerPoint put together that goes extremely into depth with every single thing, the packages, the pricing, what you get in each package. Um, and how it can benefit your business. We customize it to whatever your business is. Um, and we will only give you those options that are specific to whether it's a school, a daycare, a business, a church. Um, and those are just to name a few. Right. Yeah. So, um, well, we are running out of time today. I hope y'all have enjoyed this episode. Um, we hope Philip makes it back safely from being out of the country and Taylor, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you for having me. <laughs> and Charlie, it's always a pleasure. Yeah. And, go- and as the tech guy, I got something new coming for y'all after the first of the year. We oh. will be doing. What? I don't even know this. <laughs> oh yeah, you do. I do. Yeah. We, we'll be videoing all oh, podcasts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Our podcast will be videoed and uh uploaded to our youtube to our youtube channel so you can also get it there and then we uh there's a good chance we're going to start taking phone calls soon yeah well and we always have that line open i know we've played a few before we kind of not really been paying much attention to that lately just because we've had so much going on but we will take um phone calls as always um yeah if you want to ask us a question or fill up a question or carolyn a question we're going to start doing phone calls and uh, we'll play them on here, and then they'll answer your question. So call in. 
Yep. Call in. Ask, ask a us. question. You know, Philip is not always going to be on every episode from this point forward. Um, heck, I might not even be on every episode from this point forward. Um, but we our travel schedules. They're just they don't align. Um, and so our future episodes will hopefully have more guests and um, we'll always have Charlie and Taylor back as regulars. I know y'all have heard from Jane. Um, and so we'll be bringing in guests um, and then every now and then hopefully Philip and I can get together and do an episode for y'all. It's just, oh, these travel schedules have been hectic. And the holidays are coming up. So, yep. That always makes things more hectic. But call in. <laughs> And, and and leave a question because we'd love to play it and, and answer that question and and um, and also nothing's off limits. Yeah, even if you hate Philip. <laughs> oh jeez, you in. went there. You went there. <laughs> you know that there's haters. I know, you know there's entertaining. There. There's a lot of haters. There's a funny. lot of haters. So hey, call give us in. a call. Yeah, <laughs> and the lovers. <laughs> yeah, the, them too. Come on. <laughs> We got to have a good balance around here. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, again, thank you all for being here with us today. And and, and also tell us, uh, tell us what you want us to talk about, what you want to hear next case or. Yeah. Or uh, if, you, if you, if you got an idea of, of, of what you'd like to hear from us, we'll talk about it. Yep. We, uh, and the other thing I was, um, I'm going to throw out on that. Yes. Send us your topics. What are you interested in? Also, if there's cases that you want us to cover, it doesn't have to be a missing person case. It could be something totally irrelevant that you have a situation going on in your life, whether it's with, um, you know, an ex or a custody battle or a divorce or a workers comp case, or you're an attorney and you even have questions about hiring us. Um, we keep, we'll keep everybody anonymous. We won't say names on air, um, unless you specifically request that. But, um, anyways, we're here. You know where to find us. Call us. Reach out. Leave us a question, and we'll be happy to answer it. All right. Well, thank you both for being here with me today. Thank hey, what you. a privilege. I appreciate it. And happy, happy birthday. Thank you. And um, if you haven't already, make sure you follow us um, at The Klein Files on Facebook. If you haven't already, leave us a review. Um, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and um, our Anchor platform, and anywhere else that you get a podcast. I think we're on all the platforms now. So um, make sure to um, give us a review if you like us. If you hate us, I mean, you know, you hate us. But we love you. So... Uh, anyways, we will catch you again on the next one. Have a great day. Bye.